going? How's it going? And welcome to From the Sidelines. My name is Josh Duvall, and I'm here with Chad Davis and Devin Davis. And we've got a super fun interview for you today. Special thanks to Justin Steele of the Cubs for coming out. And be sure to follow him on Instagram. This is this is probably the best at we've had yet on the show. Mr. Dot Steele. That's his last name. S T E E L E underscore yo y o underscore girl and that's girl with a u g u r l and then follow him on twitter at j underscore steel 21 and what heck while you're at it follow us on instagram and twitter at the fts pod if you have any questions comments or concerns email us at the fts pod at gmail.com so let's get it rolling guys all right we're now joined by cubs pitcher justin Steele. justin how's uh how's quarantine life in the Steele household there Man, it's doing good. We're just uh, making do down here in Mississippi. We're already kind of isolated from everything as it is, but uh, so it's kind of easy for us. But uh, man, just been playing video games, trying to golf and fish when I can. It sounds like a good time. Yeah. How about y'all? How y'all been doing? We're good. We're just doing some content, doing some scores. We got online nice, classes. Nice. So. Is that easier for y'all now that it's online? Uh, it's easier for me, but I just have like more workload. But it's not like mm-hmm. it's not as difficult. Like all my exams are like open note and stuff. So like that's like nice. that's a plus. But yeah, that's what's up. I'm on an extended vacation. I've been uh, span watching movies like you wouldn't believe. Uh, what's, yeah. What's your I'm, top I'm just... movie? Uh, The Hangover. Okay. <laughs> yeah, The Hangover. <laughs> I tell you, a really good movie I watched recently, Creed and Creed Two. I've never seen any of the Rocky movies, so I just watched that. Yeah, I know. I know. I watched the a whole franchise in like two days, and then I watched the Creed movies, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I'm ashamed at myself that I haven't seen any of these. Hey, you better shout me out, though. I, su- I suggested that for you, big dog. Yeah. You better shout me out for that. <laughs> that wow. Yeah, I grew up on Rocky. All right, so let's get uh, let's get started with a question. So, obviously, with the coronavirus going on and everything, all the leagues have been you know, postponed, canceled, whatever. Um so what if you know when do you think the MLB and minors are going to come back and what are your expectations for the season? Um, we've had uh, some big group calls with all the guys like on the 40 man the optional whatever they've been communicating with us and I've been communicating with like my agent and whatnot. Man, it's still a lot of things are still up in the air. You know, we're um, we got the players association going with the, uh, talking with MLB trying to come to an agreement about something and then once they agree to something then they ha- have to like go to the federal government to like talk yeah. to them about what they can yeah. do and then I think the last thing they did they were talking about doing everything in Arizona or whatever and uh, I think the federal government was like no like if people aren't working if people you know I think they kind of shut it down so I, I, to me things are just up in the air right now not real sure for me. I'm just trying to stay in shape, keep my arm in shape, and do all that good stuff. Yeah, that's the best thing you can do right now. I mean, yeah, absolutely nothing going on. Uh, so how uh, how have you been keeping in shape and training, uh, working on your mechanics and stuff, user rep, soda machine, stuff like that? Kind of talk to me about so, like, that process. Yeah, the gym I have down here, Ethan Hearn, he's a catching prospect with the Cubs. He um, lives in Mobile, Alabama, which is like 25 minutes down the road from me. We have a gym that has uh, mounds, wrap soda, batting cages, track man, whole nine yards, weight room, everything. Awesome. So um, I was able to throw bullpens and stuff with a catch, uh, a professional catcher on a wrap soda during the off seasons. We got our gym right there. Um, but right now the gym's closed, so like 
I'm just having to like run outside, you know, just put the AirPods in, just go, <laughs> go for a little hike. There you go. Um, do some body weight lifts in the yard. If um, me and my buddy don't have a gym to go to that day, like sometimes he can get into a gym, sometimes he can't. Um, yeah, that's just kind of how it is. And then I have my brother and my nephew that I'll play catch with in the yard. They'll catch my flat grounds and stuff, and then Ethan will ride over sometimes. And that's just just kind of like that right now. It's a weird time. So uh, yeah, nobody yeah, nobody's yeah. ever been through something like this. So everybody's just trying to adjust. Uh, so what was the road like being drafted out of high school and uh, working your way up through the minors and finally earning a spot on the 40-man roster for the Cubs? I'll start with the draft process. So I mean, going through high school, I. I would say I like hit my hit my spike or whatever it was freshman to sophomore year. I was, you know, hit my growth spurt or whatever, started throwing harder. Colleges started looking at me and then started throwing a little bit harder and then professional guys. And so it made up to my, my senior year. Um, draft day was – it's crazy for everybody. But for me, it was – first day, didn't really know if I was going to go or not. It was a possibility, didn't really know. Ended up going in the fifth round on the second day. But I had some friends and family over. For the first day in case it did happen and then um we me and my mom wake up to a phone call from my agent you know like hey the cubs want you in the fourth round for x amount of dollars which everybody it's, it was a million i was like yeah that's, that's amazing i'll take that <laughs> so um i did i was like yeah so he was like all right that's the easy part now all these other teams are going to be calling you like trying to get a number out of you you just have to say like you're going to college unless it's over a million. So uh, that's what I had to start doing. Like all the other teams started calling me and it was just, it was a fiasco. Fourth, fourth round comes around and they, uh, they didn't call my name with that pick. So me and mom's freaking out. We're like, we just told every other team I'm going to college. So like I, at this point I'm, I'm like for a whole round, I'm thinking I'm going to college, but then my agent called me. I was like, Hey, some, something came up. They had some money issues, but they're going to take you in the fifth round. Same amount. You're good. And it ended up happening. And was, I'll never forget the day where I was at or anything. It was crazy. And then um, through the minor leagues, man, it's just you do it so much. You do it every day. The seasons are so long. Like you can't help but get better. So that's kind of the idea of it. So you have 140 games every season. And I did that for five seasons and then got out of the 40-man. But during that time, you just play so much baseball. You watch so much baseball. You're around people that know the game more than anybody else. You're just constantly making each other better, and that's kind of the the process, I guess you would say. That yeah. You're yeah. just you're constantly you know evolving your game when you're around those kind of people. And then the moment the moment I got on the forty man was a really cool experience because like there's like a deadline and there's like that two week period leading up to it. There's a lot of talk on Twitter. There's a lot of, you know, people, your agents talk, talking to you, telling you different things. And it's never a certain thing, but uh, waiting around on that phone call, when you get that phone call, it was like, you know, it was a good feeling. Yeah, you're cheesing up right now. I know it's <laughs> yeah. a good feeling. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's talk about, uh, you know, 2018 and 2019. You had the Tommy John surgery mm-hmm. and then the torn oblique. So how did you go mm-hmm. about, you know, getting past that and recovery and everything? So uh, Tommy John, that was actually – like it was pretty easy for me. Um, I was back in games at like nine and a half months, throwing facing hitters and stuff. So I had a really fast recovery, really strong recovery. You know, um, came back throwing a little harder. Stuff was a little better. Then I obviously went into that uh, what was it, that was the 2019 season. I tore my oblique at the All Star break, and 
I was kind of starting to heat up right before I tore it too. Yeah. I had like two or three good out, consecutive good outings or something like that. And then I tore it. And that pain when I tore my oblique was 10 times worse than when I blew my elbow out. Oh, like, man. It, not, not even comparable. It hurt so bad. Like couldn't – I thought I had to. I couldn't have kept pitching. When I tore my uh, Tommy John, like I felt like I could have stayed in the game and kept pitching. Like it wasn't really bothering me that bad. Yeah. But the oblique, oblique was top five pains in, in my life. It was terrible. Everyone's go through Tommy John at some point, it seems like. Yeah, I mean, if you throw hard at this point, you're gonna it's going to come across you at some point. Syndergaard, didn't Syndergaard? Yeah, yeah Syndergaard got it, yeah. Severino got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of people's having to have it. Uh, so what do you, what would you, uh, just talk to me about, like, your pitch arsenal a lot and kind of what you think about, like, being a left-hander facing lefties, your kind of splits, righties versus lefties, kind of how you feel like you match up against them. Um, So I have a four-seam that, kind of has some natural cut to it. I have a two-seam, a change-up, then a curveball and a slider. And the slider just got introduced to me this past spring training. It was a pitch that they're, uh, you know, they're advanced analytical guys. They were looking at my arm slots and how my fastball kind of cuts and how it plays. They were like, dude, if you had a slider, like, it's going to be super easy. Like, your arm slot already fits for it. So I went straight into, like, the lab is what they call it, where you design pitches and whatnot. And uh, I literally just, like, they're like, just do whatever grip's comfortable with you. And I just grabbed a grip that my brother showed me when I was little, but I never used it. And <laughs> I started, I just started ripping sliders and it was like a really good pitch. And they were just like, yeah, that's a slider. You got there one you now. Go. So, that, so that was it. Um, but got a, like a 11 to five curveball. So almost 12 to six. That was uh, kind of my bread and butter. And that's kind of my out pitch. And then my four seam top of the zone, I got a two seam that I run in on lefties. This spring or this off season, this spring, I was really working on uh, front hip and two seams to righties. So I starting it like their front hip and running it back over the zone. That was a that's a pitch I really want to add to the arsenal. It kind of yes. reminds me of like Gre- Greg Maddox, Tom Glavin back when they were the Braves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had that kind of stuff. That's what I'm trying to get. <laughs> that's a nasty uh, cut. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you say your best moment? or performance would be and then what would your worst moment i'm gonna start with my worst because it's a glaring moment there's there's one outing that sticks out um there was one day in dayton and when i was in low a i gave up it was it was seven earned runs maybe eight for sure seven um (laughs) in two-thirds of an inning so did didn't make it out of the first inning. So it was raining just enough to like where they can't call the game, and it's like it pisses you off. Like it, yeah, it's yeah. just like <laughs> like everything's just soaked. But they they're not gonna call the game. It's not lightning and stuff. So the ball's slippery. But dude, I mean they were just hitting everything. If I threw, I could have threw something like ten feet in the air. It was getting hit. It was just one of them days. Um, but yeah, that's the, my worst outing, best outing professionally, or does it matter? Doesn't matter. Could be in middle I'll, school I'll and you strike out like 20 people. <laughs> I, I, I would say my, my senior year, I threw two no hitters. One was one out away from being a perfect game. And, uh, my second baseman made an error, but was still a no hitter. It's fine. Um, <laughs> I would say the, the, I would say those two are my best. I was uh I think I had 16 Ks and then 17 Ks in one of them. 
Nice. He's definitely still holding that grudge against that second baseman. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, uh, you can't stand that guy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I got a, I got a good one for you. So, you know, say uh, you're out and about, you're on the road, you know, going somewhere, you get a little rumble in your tummy, but you couldn't eat a full meal. So you stop at a gas station for a little pick-me-up. Uh, what's your go-to gas station snack? What gas station am I at? Because they have, like, full-course meals right there ready, like some Mimi cooking food. <laughs> do right you, do there. you trust so, those like, gas station meals? <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, really? There's a gas station down the road, dude. It's like grandma's back there cooking. Like, they're whipping it up back there. Oh, like, okay. Some, like, cornbread casserole. Like, they got the stuff. If it's one of them gas stations, I'm going there, and I'm getting me, you know, some hamburger and gravy, some mashed potatoes and gravy, some green beans, some stuff like that. But if I'm just, you know, out and about, say like in Arizona for spring training, and I go to a gas station, I'm probably getting some some hot chips, some like hot wing flavored ruffles. If y'all have ever had those, oh, like those, those are so yeah. good. Oh yeah. my god, those smell. And then yeah. a, a drink I'll get. Say I'm gonna play video. I'm going back on to play video games. I'll get the uh, the Blue Mountain Dew Voltage. Oh, that's, yeah. my, that's my yeah, that's my game and drink. Yeah, I guess the gets the blood flowing. <laughs> if I had to rank my Mountain Dew, I'd probably go uh, orange, Baja Blast, regular, then blue, and then uh, red. I've never had orange, but Baja Blast is a legendary Mountain Dew. That's the go-to Taco Bell drink. Yeah, yeah. you just gonna yeah, have Baja Blast. Doubt. No yeah. doubt. It's <laughs> definitely a good call. Mm-hmm. Uh, so baseball recently changed and they implemented a, a minimum three uh, batter rule for relievers. Um, mm-hmm. So how do you think uh, if you were to be a reliever and being a left-handed pitcher, how do you think that'll impact your game? I honestly haven't really thought about that a whole lot. Just because like I'm kind of in that, I'm still in that spot where I'm just trying to make it, you know, yeah. you know get yeah. my foot in the door and you know try and stay there. So I really haven't thought about that a whole lot, honestly. So I would like to think I wouldn't think about it really. I would just kind of go in the game and pitch, not really thinking about those kind of things. Cause like yeah. in the moment, you're all you're thinking about is just getting the guy out. You're not thinking about the pitching rules or anything. That's yeah. Kinda, right. yeah. So I would probably, I would like to say that I probably wouldn't think about it that much. Sorry, uh, that's probably a boring answer. <laughs> that's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah. Gotta be, yeah, be locked in, be in the hey, zone. Lefty, that's all yeah. you're about. Yeah. Lefty specialist yeah. that get three batters out. We like it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you seem like a pretty fearless guy to me just by uh, looking at you. But I'll ask this <laughs> way. Uh, who is the one guy that you're most scared of when they're walking up to bat? Dude, okay. Got it. I got this. Um, <laughs> when, I, when I was in high A, there was a center fielder. Like, it wasn't a power – it's not a big power – he wasn't a power hitter. Dude, just scrappy, like would not strike out. He's going to foul off everything until you get into a full count, just a pest. His name's Miles Straw. He's in the big leagues with the uh, Astros, Astros now. He's yeah. he's kind of like a utility outfielder guy, guy for yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Um, but me and him were actually good friends, too, in real life. So um, I got to meet him at the All-Star game that year, and we hung out and stuff. Really cool guy. But um, he even knows it, too. Like, I even told him, I was like, dude, anytime I face you, like, I, I'm just – like MF and myself, like can't get him out. <laughs> like, there, like there was so many times, like I'd get him two strikes, and then he would like cap one over the first baseman's head, or like beat out a ground ball because like he can absolutely fly. Like he's just an absolute pest. That, that's definitely the guy that steps in the box, and I'm just like, here we go. <laughs> 
kind of similar question, but uh, a little bit different. Uh, who are some guys that you've played with that you think you've looked up to or have helped kind of shape your game? Played with? Um, last year was my first big league spring training, and um, I'm pretty sure – so Cole Hamels, I kind of grew up watching him. I was a fan of that Phillies team that he was on. Ryan Howard was my, like, favorite position player to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roy Holiday was on that team. Cliff Lee, I mean, that, that was the team that won the World Series. They were nasty. But um, Cole Hamels, always loved watching him pitch and stuff. And then last year, I was uh, in spring, same spring training locker room with him and whatnot. And I'm pretty sure we were in the same work group. So, like, I picked his mind a lot, you know, um, asked him about his changeup. I was trying to get as much information on that as I could. Um, I just kind of took everything he said. He was very knowledgeable, and I just kind of – incorporate it into what I do on the mound and what I do on the field, how I carry myself. I just kind of watched him, and I was like, he's been doing it for 14 or so years now. So he's yeah. doing something right. I was just observing him, you know, just trying to pick his brain and whatnot. I would say him. Okay. Uh, so going back to the Astros, I got to ask uh, your take on the whole scandal. You think the punishment was severe enough? You, you want to see the title strips? What do um, you think? I mean, regardless of if they strip the titles or not, everybody knows. Right. Or I feel like everybody knows. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if you take it away, everybody it does make everybody feel a little bit better for sure. But even if they don't, everybody already looks at them like that. The fans hating them, they're getting what they deserve. I mean, they are ripping into them. At least they were during spring training and stuff. I mean, yeah. all the videos were – some of the videos were hilarious. Some of them were kind of messed up. But um, for me, I mean, the game of baseball is, like, just so beautiful as it is. Like, you start adding those kind of things into it. It just, like, just kind of takes away the natural beauty of it. It's just, like, it's such a natural game, like a wood bat, a leather ball. Like, those, you know, it's just it's real – it's just beautiful the way it is. It doesn't need extra BS like that, you know. Like, yeah, it's not. It's not meant to be played like that. For sure. So you throw a pitch. You hear the ball crack off the bat. It goes way over your head. You know it's gone. It's a home run. The players trotting around the bases celebrating. How do you, as a pitcher and other pitchers in general, cope with that? Uh, everybody, everybody coaches with it different. Me, I'm just like, give me the next ball. Like, yeah. like I, I, I kinda, I'm kind of like over it as soon as he hits it. I'm like a fan of home runs. Like, if somebody hits a bomb off me, like, I'm, I would much rather somebody hit a bomb off me than like a flare, something like a, just a weak hit, like a ground ball that barely makes it through the hole. Like, <laughs> those drive me nuts. Like, yeah. those make me want to go crazy. But if somebody hits a bomb off me, they're like, they were just better than me that pitch. And I'm just like, all right, cool. Like, just give me another ball. Let's get it on. <laughs> oh, you know, back to my my little league days. Uh, you know, whenever I was pitching, <laughs> no, sorry, but I was I would always be afraid like somebody would hit the ball straight at my face. Like that, that was my main thing. Like, oh my god, that that terrified me. So it takes a lot of guts to get up there, especially against pros to do that. So kudos to you for that for sure. Yeah, that's something I've never I never think about that at all. Really, I'm never at any point thinking they're gonna hit it back at me. Usually when I throw a pitch, I'm like. I, I think they don't get hit, and when they do, like I just kind of like react. Like it's just a, I don't know. You, like I said, you're just kind of in a weird zone, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, don't listen to what I said. Don't think about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, what's something about your game that you think people might not know much about, or 
that people are sleeping on? So with advanced analytics and all that kind of, you know, I would say it's kind of taken over the game. I would say I'm one of them guys that really benefits spin rates and whatnot. Um, my fastball and my curveball and my slider spin rates are definitely above average. Um, I don't know if y'all are familiar with the numbers, but like fastball spin rate, I usually sit around like 25 to 27. I can get it up to 2,700 and then nice. both curveball and slider get over 3,000 RPMs. Um, so I would say that is what's uh, – I would say my bread and butter is like I have pitches that you know kind of explode through the zone or have like a real late tight break with my slider and breaking ball. So I would say that what kind of separates me. For sure. And and I mean if it being left handed doesn't hurt, that's yeah. always <laughs> I forget like I forget that I'm left handed sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm all over the place. I throw left handed, I write right handed, uh I just like shoot basketball right handed. I'm just like kind of mixed, you know. I can't do a single thing right-handed. I, it is ridiculous. I'm so bad with my right hand. All right, what about this? So whenever you're sitting down, like, and you're sitting kind of criss, not crisscross applesauce, but you have, like, one leg over the other, do you put your left leg over your right leg or your right over your left? I do both. Like, you I'm, do both? Yeah, I do both. Okay, Just that's whichever's, all Whichever is comfortable for that moment. I don't know why I know many so so much weird stuff about this, but I do. <laughs> no, I, I'm interested in that kind of stuff as well. <laughs> I'm left over right, like, every time. Yeah, I go both. I got some good hips, so like I'll just I mean I can put my legs up anywhere. <laughs> uh, so we were talking a little bit before the before we started, but uh, you're talking about you play a lot of video games and stuff. Oh, we were talking about mm-hmm. COD and stuff. So uh, kind of what games do you play? What what are you good at? Uh, what are your favorite games? I am absolutely disgusting at Call of Duty. I've been to uh, I went to MOG Dallas in 2018. Okay. I competed in MOG Dallas. Um, that. I would say that's one thing a lot of people probably don't know is like Call of Duty. I, I take it pretty serious. Of always, probably since I was 14, I started playing. Is when Call of Duty 4 was out, and then I started playing like actual competitive Call of Duty and Black Ops 2. So I was probably like 16, 17 years old, and like playing for money and whatnot. And then when I was in pro ball, I was rehabbing from a uh, Tommy John, and I, I was in OG Dallas was going on. I was off that weekend. I was like, dude, let's. I'm going to get a team together and there's some guys that I've been playing with forever. And we went and dude, and it was awesome. We had a good time. So um, I play that. I uh, I was really good at Fortnite. I don't know if I got a thousand wins in Fortnite. Uh, I was right at a thousand. Oh wins. my God. <laughs> what? Oh, you're nuts. I probably have like maybe 40. I don't know. I got a couple. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was right. I was right at a thousand when I stopped playing, but I, with baseball and everything, I just couldn't play as, as nearly as much as I wanted to because I was playing in tournaments and stuff with that. Um, couldn't be David well, Price. <laughs> he had the I, whole I, feel like, I, I feel like professional baseball-wise, I'm up there. Like with the video game, like Trevor May, <laughs> I know he's really good at video games. I feel like uh, professional baseball had a game in community. I feel like I'm top five. Okay. 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 As far as, as far as skill, as far as skill goes. Yeah, you'll have to yeah, challenge yeah. some of those guys. Maybe live stream it. Yeah. <laughs> Call of Duty, I'm the most confident. Like I, I don't, I don't feel like anybody can beat me in Call of Duty. That's just how I am with it. You, what's your favorite gun? Like you go with anything, or you just run the M4? Uh, like well, with, with Warzone, I'll run the uh, the HDR sniper as my primary loadout, and then my secondary, I use the uh, M13, 
No, you, oh, okay. you put like the monolithic suppressor, the uh, marksman barrel, and all that good stuff on it. I like the M13 better than M4 though. It has a it's faster fire rate. Yeah, yeah, you like the fire rate. I just don't like it because yeah. it just doesn't do enough damage for me. Yeah. So, yeah. I feel you. That and like the kilo, I just can't do. I, I, do I like the I like the kilo too. <laughs> I like the damage. <laughs> I run the AK and M4 mostly. Going back to Fortnite though, I have like. 10-ish squad wins and about six or seven of them came from one night because of the team i was on we kept teaming up and just replaying over and over again i literally got carried every single game (laughs) i did nothing to help and then uh me and josh actually won a couple duos yeah i carried you then too yeah yeah (laughs) i'll admit it i'm really bad i do have one solo win though right i was in the final three i was in the circle the other two guys were fighting, but the storm was closing in. The storm kills both of those guys, and I ended up winning. And I, <laughs> so, dude, you're nasty. I know it. <laughs> what a player! It's, the objective is to win, not to get kills. It's yeah, exactly. You're just playing a game. Live stream you, yourself gaming or anything? Uh, when I was rehabbing from Tommy John, I was uh, live streaming Fortnite. Um, but once once uh, I got back with baseball, it's just so hard. You're busy all the time. It's it's hard to. Yeah, for sure. So uh, I'm gonna go back to uh, high school. Um, so how do you think you know you came out of high school into the minors? How do you think you know high school prepared you for the minors? You know how is it different from like a college or JUCO? Uh, I was very fortunate. I had a uh, high school high school coaches I should say my head coach was a catcher and he was drafted by the Yankees in some late rounds um, my pitching coach he played in the Phillies organization for a few years and he was a left-handed pitcher so um, he brought a ton of knowledge from professional baseball to that high school you know and he he got there when I was a freshman no sophomore he got there when I was a sophomore and that's when I had that big jump that year he started you know doing some hands-on stuff with me started working with me every day from high school on, I give him all the credit. You know, he taught me how to pitch, taught yeah. me how to throw hard, taught me how to use my body. Very knowledgeable, especially for the high school level. He's had, since I've been gone, I was the first pitcher he had drafted out of there because I was getting into high school when he first got there. There's been me. There's been Trevor McDonald. He drafted out of high school. He's with the Giants. Walker Robbins. He's been drafted uh he was drafted in the fifth round of the Cardinals, and these are all uh, all out of the same small high school, yeah, so it's not a coincidence. It's crazy, yeah. Like uh, he knows he knows the stuff. So I'm gonna take you back in time a little bit. Uh, you first discover the sport of baseball. What mm-hmm. position would you play if you couldn't play pitcher? Shortstop. You're the yeah. next Jeter. Alternate oh, timeline. If I, if, if, I was right, if I was right-handed, if I was right-handed, I would be playing shortstop in the minor leagues or big leagues or somebody. I think. So, um, you big, uh, you big movie guy. You got a favorite baseball movie? Uh, favorite baseball movie? I would say uh, Bull Durham. That, I would say that's the most. I would say Bull Durham is the most accurate, uh, factual movie as far as it goes to like implicating the minor leagues. All right, so you're you're getting ready for a game. Uh, you need you need something to hype you up. So what's your what's your go-to playlist for songs, and uh, you know what what makes you decide your walk-up song? You know, I listen to a lot of Lil Wayne. I, I have a very broad music playlist. I have country, Luke Combs. Uh, sometimes that's what I listen to before a game if I'm just like kind of feeling calm. 
Yeah. Um, I'll listen, like, if I'm, sometimes I'm just trying to get hyped, you know, I'll listen to Lil Wayne or some dubstep. Like, I'm, I'm kind of all over the map of music. I love Halsey, like, anything. <laughs> <laughs> whatever gets you pumped, man. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, I just, like, kind of listen to whatever I'm feeling right at that moment. So do you have, like, a funny or strange behind-the-scenes story, uh, like, at practice or an interaction with a fan or anything? Something off the field, out of the public that maybe everyone would not know about? There's a ton of things that I can't say that would, like, goes on in the locker room. But <laughs> something – there's a few that I can share. Uh, there's – Casey Bloomquist, he's one of my, you know, one of my best friends, was playing on uh, Myrtle Beach and High, and uh, dude, he had a, you ever seen Borat? I don't know. Okay, he had like a G-string looking thing, and, <laughs> and it went, it, it came through the crotch, crotch roll area, you know, and it <laughs> strapped over the shoulder, straps over the shoulders, and then goes down back to, through, you know, like butt crack and connects, <laughs> and it's just one piece. So like kind of like overalls for the crop. Oh my god! <laughs> so, um, but any and he, he this that is all he wore under his uniform. <laughs> he would he pitched in it like dude I don't know what it was and when we had win we'd come back in the locker room he'd strip down and just start dancing in that thing just dancing over, <laughs> oh all over god. everybody. Oh god. <laughs> I hope he had a cup on. It was on. hilarious. I, I have a video. No, he didn't have a cup on. Oh, I no. have videos of it, though. It's great. <laughs> uh, so when you were growing up as a child, uh, were you a fan of a particular team? And did you have, like, a favorite player or, like, a favorite park? Um, Growing up as a little kid, I was a Braves fan because my dad was. And then I went to a Braves game, and they were playing the Phillies. And uh, I was sitting there through all the batting practice, and uh, none of the Braves gave me a ball or whatever, which that's cool. Like, now that I'm in baseball, I understand it and stuff. Like, sometimes you just don't get a ball. But uh, as soon as the Phillies came out, Jimmy Rollins threw me a baseball. So I was like, okay, I'm a Phillies fan now. (laughs) So that's how I became a Phillies fan. And then, like I said, Cole Hamels, Roy Holiday, Cliff Lee, Roy Oswalt, that whole – uh, I loved watching all those guys pitch. Ryan Howard, Chase Utley, um, all those guys. Shane Victorina, loved watching all those guys. But when I was a kid growing up, I loved watching Tom Glavin. He was a crafty lefty, just somebody I really liked, enjoyed watching pitch grow up. All right, so let's um, go back to minor leagues a bit. Um, what would you say was probably you know your biggest struggle within the minor leagues? Um, the year I was in South Bend was uh, definitely the first time in my baseball career that I really faced some controversy. Just kind of didn't know what was going on. Just for the first time, I didn't really know exactly what I was doing, what was going on on the mound or just on the field in general. You know, I was getting hit around, didn't really know why, didn't feel like my stuff was that different. So 20-year-old me, I was just kind of, you know, grasping at straws, like, what do I do? Yeah. Like, I'm just trying to – I'm listening to everybody, trying to – you know, take different advice. That's kind of where I was. But I would say in that season, I struggled the most, but I definitely learned the most because of it. You know, you, know, you learn a lot more in failure than you do in success. And there's a bu- been a bunch of famous people say that for a reason because yeah. it's, it's, it's definitely true. So how would you say it was, you know, coming in, you were being so young, going against all these guys that were older than you. How was that? 
Um, you don't really think about it that much until, uh, you know, people obviously bring it up to you. You know, you're in the dugout and they'll be like, oh, this guy hit and just got drafted first round out of Georgia Tech or something, something like that. I don't really pay attention to it. I don't really look at uh, look into people's backgrounds. I just look at the lineup. I look at what they're doing at that time, at that level. So I just look at their batting averages, where they're hitting it, what they're hitting. I don't really look into uh, like where they went to school, where they were drafted. Uh, I yeah. could be different, but that's, just, that's not something I really look at. All right. So the world is coming to an end. There's a zombie mm-hmm. apocalypse. Right. If you had to pick one weapon to use to survive on, what would it be? It can be literally anything you want to be. And what group of guys are you surviving with? I'm surviving with my buddy Hunter Brandon, Logan Robbins, Walker Robbins. Us four will survive anything. A gun. It doesn't have to be a gun. If you want to if you want to do a, a bat with nails in it, go for it. You know? Flamethrower, no, anything you want. It's gonna, it's gonna need to be a gun. If you ever seen Walking Dead, it's a lot easier. Just put a bullet in the zombie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> next, next Rick Grimes. Yeah, I'm gonna. I would say the RPD. If you're, if you are familiar with that weapon from Call of Duty, it's a yeah. huge live machine gun, like 125 round clips. If I got enough ammo, I mean, you'll you'll never lose with that thing. It's just, yeah. just constantly shooting. So I'd probably say that. <laughs> Uh, so let's say hypothetical, they make a they make a movie like about your career, like uh, something mm-hmm. like the rookie, you know, something like that, just yeah. something fun. What what actor what actor plays you? I wouldn't. This guy's not an actor, but are y'all familiar with uh, Theo Vaughn? I'll be honest, I have no clue. <laughs> y'all need to look him up. He he has a really big podcast actually. He, okay. He's hilarious. Theo Vaughn. Just spell it. His last name is V O N. T H E O Theo Vaughn. Correct. Yeah. Okay. I look Dude, he is up. hilarious. He has a nice mullet. Bro, I would want him to play me. <laughs> Have you ever rocked a mullet before? Dude, my hair like grows and it like if I just let it grow, it grows into a mullet. It's it's the weirdest <laughs> thing. My my dad has blessed me with just crazy hair. Yeah. So, like, it just kind of already goes into a mullet. I'm, I kind of want to start it. I would just need to shave right here and just let this bang out through the back. <laughs> I just looked him up. I see the resemblance, especially if you had, like, a goatee. I see it. Yeah. See it. Dude, he's hilarious. Y'all have to start listening to him. You want to hear some funny crap, listen to him. He says some absurd stuff. <laughs> All right, will do. All right, so let's say you could only watch one TV show every day for the rest of your life, one episode a night. What TV show would you pick? I already do that, and it's The Office. I, okay. Too. I think just about everybody in the world has binged that. I mean, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. It's so good. I've probably seen it like nine times through. I just keep watching it. All right, I think this will be this will be the last question. It's a big one. It's, it's a really important one. All right. PS4 or Xbox? PS4. Yeah, All right, you, you, you passed. You passed. <laughs> <laughs> or PC, not to discriminate. Yeah, yeah, PC. I, I, have, a, I have a PC, like computer for computer stuff, but I always play on the PlayStation. There you go. I think I think that wraps it up, man. I mean, we had we had a blast with you, man. You're you were awesome. Yeah, thank y'all. I had fun too, man. Let me yeah. know what y'all think of uh, Theo Vaughn. 
Okay. I will. Right, I will. We'll check it out. We'll check if it you out. ever ever need any squad members on COD or Fortnite, hit us up. <laughs> All right, we'll do. I'm probably about to hop on right now. <laughs> All right, my man. I'll see you. Thanks. All right, take it easy, bye. That was one heck of an interview, guys. Special thanks to Justin Steele for hopping on the podcast. We really appreciate it. Had had some fun times with him. Uh, be sure to follow him on Instagram at Mr. Mr. Steele. His last name S T E E L E underscore yo y o underscore girl with a u and then check him out on twitter as well at j underscore steel 21 uh if you liked any of his questions or any of his answers uh feel free to send him a message or send him a, a follow or something let him know what you guys thought of the interview be sure to check us out on instagram or twitter at the fts pod and if you have any comments or questions about the interview feel free to send us an email to the fts pod at gmail.com Mr. Steal Your Girl must have been stolen on Twitter. <laughs> I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. Such a good name. Bye. Have a great time. Bye. Have a great time.